as you all know, Jarrett Steer puts on a great facade, but behind the scenes, he's a real asshole. Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jarrett Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Well, hello, everybody. This is Larry from the Blue Collar Nation, and I'm here with my tech whispering business partner, Mr. Eric Sprague. And we have a great show set up for you folks. We have very funny antics, and it's happening already, and I'm looking forward to it totally. So how are you, Eric, today before we introduce our fun guest? I don't know if anybody's going to like this podcast except for us. <laughs> we're going to have a good time. <laughs> we'll be taking pictures the whole time that we're going along. It's going to be just great. No, I'm so, excited about today. It's good. We've got the, uh, the three podcast summit going on. Yes. Excited yes. about this. Yes, very excited. But before Can we open talking- up in a word of prayer. No, not with that mask on. <laughs> so the the sponsor of this podcast today is Morning Tech Meeting. And Morning Tech Meeting is a soft skill training program for your technicians so your technicians don't drive you crazy. And the tech whisperer, Mr. Eric Sprague, teaches personal development, in-home behavior, self-awareness skills, and upselling to your technicians so that you can have technicians that represent your business well and make you proud of your business and not worry about your technicians when they're in the field. First so, I'd start with if we had a team with is John. <laughs> right in on tech with <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, let's get to our guests. Speaking of John and Jarrett, we're very excited today. We have Jarrett Steyer? Steer. Steer. Help me out. Yep, Jarrett Steer. Steer. S-T-E- not E E R, but it sounds like that. It's I E R. I guess. But yeah, looks. Yep, yeah. you got it. The whole name, the Jarrett, Jarrett with a G, the steer with an I. It's all. There you go. It's so all crazy. Now we're all good with the spelling of your name. Jarrett has an amazing podcast, the GMS podcast, and he is the owner. It's not of... that great. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to you in a minute, John. Really pretty pathetic. <laughs> the owner of. GMS Power Distribution Manufacturer. Yeah, they're not that great either. Power yeah. distribution boxes. No, no, no. They're really good, actually. <laughs> knockoff. <laughs> These knockoffs are used all around the world. So, just so you know, if you need some power distribution, your restoration company, go to GMS, Podca- G- GMS Power Distribution online. GMSDIFC.com. Oh, hear it. All right, anyway, we got John here, the Diojo, because he is definitely the Diojo right now. John Isaacson, who is a restoration consultant, and he is the author of Be Intentional Culture, Be Intentional Estimating. He is a reg- regular contributor at R&R Magazine for the International Intentional Restore. He has an article there every month. And John is an all-around fun guy. He's the only author that shows up on a podcast with little hands and a teenage mutant ninja turtle mask. And he has a Diojo podcast. And yes, the Diojo podcast is quite 
Amazing and intentional. Intentionally what? We're not sure. It's way better than the GMS podcast. <laughs> I did want to add, I've read John's books, and you can find those at any discount bookstore all over. <laughs> They're real popular in Goodwill. <laughs> nope, it's a very good book. I've read it as well. The Intentional Estimator, which I've gifted a couple times as well to help new guys in the business, and it's very helpful. I got my copy in the uh, trash can at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> well, you should at least use it to like start a fire for some s'mores or something. S'mores at the beach. There you go. I bust out my coat hanger and I put everything on the end of the, the marshmallow there. So it's wonderful to have you guys today. This is going to be cool. We're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize Jared was in here. You didn't think he was going to come? John's upset that Jared got invited. <laughs> I'll just I'll be quiet. I won't I won't say anything. That's probably for the best. Just sitting back there going, I know my podcast is the best of the three of these. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Well, you guys, so you guys are up on two years, right? Uh, You just celebrated two years last week. Yeah, congratulations, guys! You broke your arm. Thanks. I don't I don't think people realize how much work this is. Hmm. Like. And the funny thing is, is that Larry and I don't even do it like you guys do it. You guys put way more effort into it than we do. I, think. I don't know. I've never sent anyone an outline ever. So, oh, see, there you go. So we do something. You guys, well, you guys are better. We have a system. That, that is true, but we don't edit. <laughs> no editing. No, that's why we're going to have you distribute the podcast. Jared, <laughs> you clean, have good judgment when editing. You take out Eric's comments that are completely inappropriate. That is true. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> I've never, uh, I've, I've never said I was perfect. Well, he, he actually, he, I might have a couple times, but I've been on Jared's podcast too, and he just edits all the boring parts out, which is basically me talking. So it's just. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having you. Bye. <laughs> uh, so going back to our outline, Mr. Sprague, what do we got going on here today? Why don't you take a uh, host and uh, take control of this situation? All right, I will. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. I just thought it'd be fun to get to get the three podcasts on the same show at the same time. And, you know, with that said, let's, let's talk about podcasting. I mean, Larry and I, we started on a whim, man. We just like got a hair across our butt. They're like, you'd be cool to do a podcast. And, you know, we didn't have any equipment. We didn't have any guests. We didn't, nobody knew who we were. And I was up in Utah and he was in California and we'd just get on the mic and start talking. Yeah. And, we really believe, I mean, I, I joke about this all the time. I say it kind of tongue in cheek, but we really kind of didn't think anybody would ever listen. <laughs> no, I did, you know, we were doing it for ourselves because yeah. we thought, well, you know, maybe somebody hears it, it'll be helpful to them. Yeah. And obviously two years later, it's, you know, grown a lot. So I'm curious, so I'll start with you, Jared, like what was your starting point and impetus to do it and what were your expectations and yeah Um, Jared, hang on did you start with a little pencil mic in the beginning and then work up to the phallic symbol big blue blue microphone 
like the rest of us. I started. I well, so yes, you know what? I did. I did upgrade my equipment. I mean, there's some some definite things you learn from those first couple of episodes. I know we started out, John. Me and you actually were one of the first, and I had the mics that we had set on the table. Yes. What, gentlemen? I'm number five. Number so, five. You know what episode? What episode were you guys? <laughs> So, but, uh, so we had, but, Joe, but we had those mics on the table and, you know, you'd start to get comfortable, you'd relax and then you'd pull away from the mic and then I'd have to, you know, oh, no, scoot in, talk into the mic, yeah. talk into the mic. And it was, it was this constant back and forth. And I had it happen a couple of times and it was, it was uncomfortable for the, I mean, it's already uncomfortable, I think, for some people to just get on a podcast they've never been on before anyway. And then you have that and, I, yeah. you know, you're trying to, nope, talk into the mic and, and uh, so I went with these headsets that I have now that have the mic right on them. Um, and that way you just put it on, you can relax, you can, you know, get move around and the mic's right there for you. Uh, so that so was how, one of the, one of the things long, that we did. What's that? How long into it? Was, well, how, how many had you done before you started like really investing in equipment? Because you have nice equipment. I mean, I saw, well, I started it. with the yeah. equipment but first. I've seen your equipment. <laughs> A lot of people have seen it. Um, no, I, I, I started, I started with that right away when I decided, so kind of like getting, getting, deciding to do a podcast, uh, was just one more way. I, I always try to leverage as many opportunities as I can. And I knew that yeah. I traveled a lot. I knew that I met a lot of interesting people and, and I have a unique space in this industry where, uh, I'm. I, you know, we call it friends, but I'm friends with a lot of people. I'm friends with manufacturers and sales reps and distributors and, and customer or you know, restoration companies, uh, educators, you know, everybody, all these flood houses. And uh, so I just thought, you know, I'm already traveling. I'm already talking to people. How cool would it be to kind of highlight them and and hear hear their stories and, and get to them, get to know them more? So really it was trying to leverage opportunity, but then also, you know, on the marketing side, uh, anytime I can get somebody to say GMS, you know, that's, that's part of the branding. And so if I have a GMS podcast, that's why we named it the GMS podcast. Cause I just wanted people to say GMS one more time, you know, uh, and just to right. get, get that branding. So one, you know, obviously this is marketing for me and, and getting it out there. Um, but then two, just trying to leverage the, the opportunities that I had. That's that's how I got started. And when I started, uh, anytime I start and do anything, I I go all in. Uh, so I, I um, immediately decided I was going to do six months every single week, and then I would reassess. Uh, and I think I spent about $3,000 on equipment. And just like I said, when I'm when I go all in on it, I go all in and let's let's go. And so that was that was when we started. And then we're I think we're just about about a year and a half right now. So we're you know, over a year, but, uh, but yeah, coming up on two years That's at the huge. end in, in, uh, 2022. That's great, man. Yeah. Uh, you do an awesome job. John, what about you when you started? What was that? Well, John just John, was I'm like, wow, the GMS there. podcast is great. I want to do that. And then, then, then that's how the Diojo started. Yeah. I also grew a beard <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you want to be like Jared. Yeah, 100%. That's basically I, I, all. That's I, all the Diojo. It's GMS Podcast 2, a.k.a. Diojo. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the banquet of beers, and we're... we're, we're, uh, we're you know, Wannabe. <laughs> Wannabe. No, go ahead, yeah, John. I, I, as soon as Jarrett and I got done with episode number five of the GMS Podcast, 
I called my mom and I said, Mom, I know what I want to do with my life. And uh, and I and I launched it. <laughs> but um, no, I honestly, I saw your guys' podcast, the Blue Collar Nation podcast. And something said, I've always... I can do it better than that. <laughs> no, no. Because you, uh, I, I think you guys have done a really good job of being a lot broader, right? You're not... Uh, Industry. We're not an industry specific podcast. We're a trades yep. podcast. Yep. So. Well, and I know it didn't quite pan out, or it was a lot more work than maybe you anticipated. But you know, the the radio station where you're trying to combine, you know, all the podcasts together. I thought that was a real uh, cool effort. Um, I wanted to do that. But Still, the amount, you just have to get to it. The amount of work was a ton, but you know, John, the hardest part was it's hard to get enough guys to send in content to keep 24 7 365 going and it was like really becoming it was becoming a lot of work yeah yeah and i was like it's not worth it i imagine yeah (laughs) well and that i think you know we we have tried to do that with each other but you know just if if you like podcasts and you like quality you know continue to promote share like things it really does help you know subscribe to people's youtube pages the anchor yeah. you know, all of that that and leave the reviews the reviews is what helps elevate a podcast in the in the when people are so searching john i want to talk about your podcast for a second because you obviously spend a ton of time doing edits and all of that like like you're the antithesis of Larry and I, who are like the kings of no edits, dude. That's that's the yeah. rule, you know. I mean, we might take an f bomb out once in a while, but other than that, Eric probably not said much. It. That's it, Jared. Does. Yeah, Jared takes him out. <laughs> oh, Eric, 100 percent said it. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, how long does that take you? I mean, because it looks uh, it, or hears. I watch them too. You know, it's like it looks like a lot of work. Well, so from you guys, I learned like uh, to try to industry specific, but also talk about broad topics. Right. And then um, and um, and then Jarrett, honestly, Jarrett, I I, I started uh, it was like three questions with the pro. It was a so I think we've talked about my my comfort area is writing. I enjoy writing, you know, whether it's any good or not. I enjoy doing it. And um Michelle Blevins and a friend of mine, Greg Power, who was just on the podcast, they encouraged me, if you create videos, it might help draw people to the written content, right? Or help convey the principles in another way. And so when COVID hit, um, I started doing three questions with a pro and reached out to kind of people that I didn't feel other people were reaching out to in relationship to that topic. And then I, I, and they were like 30 minutes or whatever. And I reached out to Jarrett and I was like, how do you make your podcast? And he was like, I throw it on anchor so I can take the video file, dump it into anchor. It distributes directly to Spotify. Then I linked it with iTunes and a couple others. And so, um, you know, uh, Jarrett really did help, you know, get that launched. <laughs> and I, I, you said uh, you're the antithesis with, with, uh, editing, I'm the antithesis of Jared. I'm like, what's the cheapest thing I can buy that gets me across the finish line <laughs> until, you know, uh, uh, it becomes a barrier. And so, um, you know, I've been, I have been working on trying to get the sound a lot more consistent. Some of the feedback I get, the clips come in, they're way louder than the, yeah. you know, the, so um, trying to, to work on that, but editing does take a crap ton of time. Um yeah. 
crap ton. So that's what, how, last how, how much is a crap ton? It's uh, slightly more than a shit ton. <laughs> it's slightly less. I don't. It can take. I could. It could take four to six hours. Um, wow. But, but I don't know. I. I I guess I, I try to create the podcast I would want to listen to, and so um, sometimes that gets labor intensive. I'm pretty eclectic, so you know, and that comes across obviously in the. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think for Larry and I, you know, we both grew up in the Northeast, and we used to listen to Car Talk on National yeah. Public Radio, the Click and Clack. Those guys are the, the brothers. Yeah, and yep. you know, we both love that show, and we. You know, we just noticed that we kind of have that dynamic anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we had listened to like a lot of kind of blue collar genre podcasts at the beginning before we started. And, um, you know, what we noticed was there's a lot of them that had really good content that were really, really boring. No, they, yeah. they were you know just I mean? like, fall asleep the content content you play them at night and you could just pass out. Well, let's, I mean, say it to Jared's face. I mean, (laughs) you know, it was like, it was just, this is is actually, Jared, this is an intervention. Um, (laughs) We're all really concerned. (laughs) You know, we're not actually podcasting. John's obviously been reading my reviews. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, we just, Larry and I were like, there needs to be some, some entertainment value. Like yeah. at least some. I mean, not you can't let the entertainment value dominate the content because then that's not fair to the listener either. It's got to be like some sort of mix. And I mean, I don't think we. It's the same with the your. Time. It's the same with your morning tech meeting, right? You can't just have a meeting where you're just going through, yeah, you know, uh, uh, the material yeah. and saying you guys need to do X and Y, right? You have to. It has to be relatable. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing, po- podcasting and. It's storytelling, right? And, you know, it's the same with morning tech meeting. You know, when I'm doing a video that's five or six minutes and it's going, I mean, think of all the technicians it's going to. I don't know any of these guys. So I'm trying to tell a story to prove a point so that they can go, oh, I've had that happen in the field. I can relate to that, you know. And that's what we try to do, you know, because the mission of our podcast is, you know, to – make the lives of blue collar service business owners yeah. better. So ours is owner driven more yep. than yep. technicians. And, you know, we try to have a little bit of entertainment, enough storytelling that that guy can go, Oh yeah, that's me. You yeah. know, and then obviously showcase that guest. Yeah. Cause they're the real meat and potatoes of the show anyway. Yep. Yep. Well, so, I, that's I honestly that's what I appreciate about Jarrett. I think Jarrett's in such a unique position where he's not in the industry. And so I think what comes across in GMS podcast is a real like genuine, natural inquisitiveness, you know. So, you know, when somebody's talking, you do a really good job, Jared, of of like not allowing people to get away with industry speak. You're like, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? About, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because yeah, I know my mom's interview. gonna call me after the podcast and be like, "I couldn't understand that one," so I have to. I gotta do that. No, nah, I. Jared's I do, a though. very good interviewer. Yeah. Yep. You know, Jared, I think that's your strong suit. You interview very, very well. Yeah, you know, yep. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was a it was a skill. You know, um, 
until I started podcasting and then, and I started getting the feedback and people like, yeah, no, you're, you're really good at it. Um, and, and yeah, I think it, I mean, I think it's just, it's just a skill. It comes natural to me. Um, but it's, but it's nice that I'm able to, again, leverage, leverage that into, into a podcast that set, some other people can enjoy and, and get something from it. Yeah. Yep. So let me ask you this. What, what has been the hardest habit for you to overcome that that's negative? Cause you know, podcasting is a skill like anything else. And we yeah. all have things that we listen back and go, Oh man, I suck today. You, you know? So what, what's the, like, I know what it is for me. I know what it is for Larry. Like what it is it for you guys that like, you're like, man, I, I struggle with this. I guess the one, the one thing that, so I, I, early on, I don't remember what guest it was, you know, but I tried to on my podcast, like no out, like we literally like, I'm just going to push record and we're going to start. And you trust me that I can carry this conversation and I'm going to, and I'm going to make it interesting. All you got to do is answer questions. And, and, you know, my, I always tell my guests, you know, the reason you're all, you're on my show is because I want you to look good. So I just want you to relax. I just want you to relax and we're just going to get started and we're just going to have a conversation. Um, one time when I did that, like the conversation bombed, like it was, it was, it was struggle. It was a struggle for me to keep it going. And so I got done with that one. And like I said, this is early. This is, this is in the first, within the first 10. And I think we have almost 70 now, but in inside the first 10. So then the next one, I was like, I am going to do an outline. I am going to get pre, you know, have questions made up and, and then when we did that, and then it just sounded so artificial. And so, and, it, and then I listened to that and I'm like, okay, no, I don't like that either. And then I went yeah. back to, you know, we're just, we, we just talk. And I, I write that first one up to, it was, it was just new and, and not enough experience. And I, I don't think I've had one since that, that went like that. But for me, when I did do the pre, the, the questions and had them wrote out ahead of time, that was when it just, that did not sound genuine to me when I listened back to it. Uh, at mm -hmm. all. So that's, I think that's one of the struggles because a lot of guests do like to get like, well, what are we going to talk about? What questions are you going to ask? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Cause if I tell you, then yeah, it's not going to sound like, the then it's not going to sound like the way I want it to sound. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why I always one. do the book. I do the bullet point outline to just keep people on track. But I always tell them in the pre-interview, like, Hey, look, this is just like me, you and Larry standing in the back of our shop shooting the shit. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. The, the bullet points are just there to keep us on track. And if we don't use them, it's cool, but it's like a backup plan, yep. <laughs> you know? And, you know, for the most part that works, but we've had people come on and freeze. Like I've had people yeah. that, cause I generally do a pre podcast zoom call 10 or 15 minutes. Yep, I I've had people come on that thing and be all good. And then they get on and hits record and they are just frozen. And all of a sudden a very interesting person became extremely boring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like, they get uh, nervous. You know, so they're they nervous. They don't know what to do when they're, yeah. you know, it's just different. And afterwards they can, and then the person only comes back on. We need to start tricking people sometimes and, Oh, it's not recording yet. And just have a conversation. And sometimes that conversation before the, the button hits play is much more, or record is much more interesting. So. No, well, the other part too is, Sometimes what uh, maybe made somebody successful or intriguing, they don't always like self-analyze, right? So like you may be asking them, it appears you do this really well, and then they haven't really thought about it. It's just something they do. So explaining it, you know, um, 
like to say what some of the the best performers aren't the greatest coaches because they just do it right you know and then have some of the guys you bring on are really good like we had mike mccallowitz and we had him for 15 minutes and he knew yeah, exactly what he was going to say from beginning he's to a end. pro yeah. yeah, and I was I mean, like, "Wow, we didn't have to he's say been anything." On TV, Larry, radio. I mean, that guy's a seasoned professional. I yeah. mean, he just yeah. like that was that was like we got an hour's worth of podcasting in with him in like fifteen minutes. Yeah. I mean, he just was like, "Boom, boom, 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 boom." Larry and I are just sitting there looking at each other, going, uh, "I don't think we have to do anything." <laughs> <laughs> Hit record and then say thank you. Yeah, and it was all great information too. So, it was really cool. John, back to the original question: Like, what do you think is is the thing that you know is your weak point, or makes you cringe, or or like you're working on? I think, uh, technical standpoint, where I brought up kind of the sound, like getting the sound dialed in, especially when you're merging clips recorded at different times on different devices. Um, yeah. That's a technical thing. And then... Um, Can I make a suggestion? Yes, sir. Better masks. <laughs> Way better masks. Larry, why? Why, Larry? Here comes one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I had to instigate it. In the little hands. The, the other... The Anybody other listening on iTunes should go to the YouTube page. Go to our YouTube page because this is probably better watched than listened to. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like the a koala thing. bear Grinch mask with, and then he's got the little hands. I'm just trying, trying to help the listeners. Uh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous is what it is. Dude, it's scary. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like the Grinch meets Chucky. <laughs> I've got old videos where I was doing like crock pot recipes wearing this mask. So, I mean, that you can dive in. But the, the, the other semi-technical thing, this might uh, affect the audio. <laughs> Speaking of audio, uh, the other semi-technical thing is merging the videos. When I first started, I was using the videos. I have to shout out uh, Water Damage Daily from Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, they do really funny memes, you know, relevant to the industry. And so I asked him, you know, what do you use? And it's this program called VidSpace or something like that. So when I first started, I was just kind of, if there was a lull in the conversation, I would interject a video, try to make it somewhat topical. And then when I started doing sponsorships or trying to promote something, it was real clunky. So I think you just kind of get better at trying to create the flow, you know, and, um, and so it's still pretty clunky, but, uh, trying to get better at it, make it more relevant. And then also, I think I've shifted into uh, the first experiment I did with kind of like a series was called Benchmarks of Growth, where it was six episodes that built on each other, you know, from different perspectives. And now I'm doing the Xactimate sessions. And um, so that'll be, that'll probably be like 10 or 12 episodes on that topic. And so um, I, I think it's just, a lot of it's like finding your uh, the personal thing that I need to do is, and remember is to finish a friggin' thought. You know, sometimes I'll ask a person a question. It's like 18 questions in one, you know, rather than just saying, okay, there's the question. <laughs> there's so, the outline going for you. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Larry, what, what do you think your biggest weakness is? Sometimes I fall asleep. Terry <laughs> has to text me, wake up, wake up. You're yes, for, the, for the people who are listening and, and former guests who were offended, um, 
Larry gets up at like 3.30, 4 a.m., and sometimes we're podcasting at like 5 in the afternoon, and he cannot stay awake. Night-night time. So I'm sitting here engaging on a Zoom call with this, like, you know, big guest, and Larry's sitting there, and you can watch him just, like, head-bobbing. <laughs> and you know the guy on the other end must be like, you invited me on the show, and I'm so boring that you're falling asleep? Larry has narcolepsy. Yeah, he does, narcoleptic. His other, uh, you know, weakness is just being so damn handsome. <laughs> yeah, my mom will like that comment because she listens to every one of these episodes and criticizes Eric for being mean to me every time. <laughs> yeah. Eric. Listen, Eric, back off, bro, or you're going to catch these hands. Little hands. Yeah. Mine, is, mine is that I get excited and I just start talking over everybody. Like, yeah, I, I have just, to text them. Slow down. Shut up. Yeah. Let the guest talk. Well, I'm a passionate is person. The, is that why the screen is always, you know, never shows the waist below? Yeah. 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 So you can text in the meantime inside. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, I just get, I get pumped up. Like, I start out fine, but then when they start getting into topics that I'm really passionate about, I just, like, start running over everybody. Yeah, it becomes the Eric <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I used to listen to uh, MFCEO Project with Andy Frisella. I don't know if you guys ever listened to that. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts trying to, like, learn. And, you know, I noticed that he does that all the time, right? And it, it's it's also, if you, you're into disc, it's a it's a disc personality issue as well. You know, like high D's just going to take over. And then he came on one day and he said, look, I can't have guests anymore. <laughs> all I get for feedback is, is that I'm interrupting everybody. <laughs> so I just decided, more no more guests, I'm doing all the time. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, nobody wants to hear me talk. So I, I was like, I better learn how to listen a little better. <laughs> I had, we had Chuck the Olin done what, like a month ago. Yeah. And Chuck's like one of my favorite guys in the industry. And I really, really, really respect his, his like thinking. And I, he wrote this great book and the entrepreneurial conspiracy. And I got like, so excited that I just wouldn't shut the hell up. <laughs> like anybody wants to listen to me, you know, we got Chuck I'm on. Texting him, shut up. Let Chuck talk. Let him talk. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been working on it. I, I, I think I had in two years, I'm quite embarrassed. <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. What in the world is he doing? You know, John got bored of talking to you. Yeah, fell asleep. Fell asleep. Well, I have a question for you guys with your podcast. What, uh, I mean, when we, I, think, I think everybody can agree when we all started, really no or low expectations. I know I, I didn't, I was just like, I'm going to try it and we'll see what happens. Um, what is something that has happened that's come from the podcast that, that you didn't expect or something that's, you know, something that's, Eric, yeah, this isn't your show. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's our show, John. We're sharing. I still Sharon, have, I still have share, questions. I still... <laughs> well, 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 quick shout out, Eric, you mentioned Chuck Bioland, Michelle Blevins, who just moved to CNR magazine, just started her podcast today in restoration. And she had Chuck Bioland on. Yeah. I really thought he had a lot of good things to say, and I, I definitely – you guys bring in uh, heavy hitters, and, and I always appreciate um, – Well, I think that's part of the answer I was going to answer to Jared is what we didn't expect. I didn't expect or even think about 
how many, you know, how many friends you make. You make so many friends that it's almost every time you talk to somebody for an hour, you're kind of a friend forever after that. It's intimate because you're talking about, you know, what they're passionate about. And, um, it, it's been amazing to me, Jarrett, how many people Larry and I have met and been able to network and then do things with because of the podcast. If you didn't have the podcast, a lot of those people would never talk to you. (laughs) No, it's just wouldn't have had the conversation. You wouldn't have had the greatest. I No, it's the greatest icebreaker because, you know, look, we're all in business, right? So we're trying to push whatever it is. We want exposure. And, you know, I think the same can be said for them. They, they come on thinking, yeah, like, I mean, this is marketing. But then by the end, we're, we're friendly. And next thing you know, it's like we're sending them a referral or they're sending us a referral or, you know. Right. And, you know, we have had some pretty big guests on, like people that I never thought would, like a guy like Mike McCallowitz, like that was just a wing and a prayer. Like, hey, you want to come on? You know, and he's pushing a book. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just, I dropped Sean Van Dyke. Sean Van Dyke wrote, Profit first for contractors with with McCallowitz. So he had already been on the show. So boom, there he is. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, and yeah. we're like great friends with Al Levy right now. And we hang out with him. We go visit him in Phoenix and yeah. we talk to him all the time and we share all kinds of stuff, which is really cool. And it makes a big difference. We got to get Ellen back on. Do you guys have Ellen Roar on your podcast ever? Who she's is it? Uh, Ellen's in plumbing. Ellen, Ellen Roar, she's in, she's in plumbing. She's got so much energy, mm-hmm. and um, she's fun and she's cool. Mm. What about you, John? Well, I, I initially the idea for the podcast to make it a podcast. Um, a company I was working with, they're having trouble reaching out to certain um, industry partners, and so that's exactly. I thought I was like, why don't we start a podcast? Like, it wouldn't even have to be successful to be successful, because. I may not be able to go to ABC construction and get a foot in the door, but if I call ABC construction and say, Hey, will you be on this podcast that's promoting your company? Um, you know, that, that has a way of opening, like you're saying, Eric, opening doors that might not otherwise be open. Oh, interesting. And, um, I remember they were like, they just never heard of that. And so they're like, well, why don't you do a test run and then we'll see if we want to do it. And I literally said in the meeting, I was like, you know, dropped an explicative and I was like, I'm not going to do this if you guys are going to, you know, tiptoe around it, we're either in or we're out. And then that, uh, they, they wouldn't pull the trigger. And so that was kind of, that was one precursor to me just saying, I'm going to do it and prove that it works, you know? And, uh, so here we are with a fledgling mediocre podcast. Uh, do you get, do you guys get surprised that, you know, like you'll meet somebody at a trade show or online and and they've listened to like every single one. Yeah. And they're yeah. quoting stuff that you said back to you. Yeah. And you're just thinking, I don't remember saying that. It's true. <laughs> what you just said is it did happen, but I don't ever remember talking about it, you know, because think about it. You do it for a couple of years and they're all an hour. That's 110 hours of talking. <laughs> you don't remember what you say. Right. Right. Never I can't be responsible for what I say. Yeah, I yeah, usually if I jump into somebody's right. class or something like I was uh, I was just at Chuck DeWald's and do a little electrical presentation there. But I usually start out like, you know, does anybody know me 
know who I am, know about our products, you know, because I, I, I kind of want to gauge the room, see how, how deep I need to go into a backstory, see how much information I need to get out the product. And then now I've been throwing in, you know, does, does anybody know that I have a podcast? And it's, it's interesting, like, you know, I'll say, does anybody know I have a podcast? Like half the room raises their hand. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. who, but then you yeah. go, then you follow it up with who's listened to it, and one person's like, oh, I, I've listened. Well, I think that's always surprising, though. I think that's always surprising, though, like you, like you were saying, or at the trade show, somebody comes up and, uh, you know, oh, this one was really good, it helped me out here, and you're just like, oh, I don't even, re-, like, you were just like, I don't even remember having that conversation, but I'm glad it helped you. Cool. Um, that's, yeah, that's, it's fun. It's, it's interesting to see the the kind of the feedback you get and it comes from unexpected places. Yeah. It is funny, you know, cause I do, you know, not only that, but I'm doing the video lessons. So, you know, people yeah. feel like they know you if they listen to a podcast, yeah. right. You yeah. know, because you're talking for hours and they're listening. So they feel like they know you personally. Well, you know, it's the same with morning tech meeting videos. Like if technicians are watching those videos every single day, they feel like they know me, you know, and we were getting some testimonials and this technician from a, a company, <laughs> a, a client of ours. So, you know, this kid, he's young, he's like 22 or 23 and he's seeing me five days a week, every day. Yeah. And then, you know, so I had him do the video, just shooting it on my iPhone. And he's like, you're pretty cool for a guy on TV. <laughs> Dude, I'm not on TV. <laughs> Larry sends you an email, <laughs> a video that I shot on my iPhone. <laughs> You're so famous. All he talks about now he's a movie star. Yeah. His head grew twice the size, and now <laughs> yeah, he's a movie star. So <laughs> I told Larry we need to get a billboard out on the strip in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> to be more of like a target. <laughs> well, let, let's let's segue in then into you know we say home services. I know for you guys it's very industry specific with restoration, but well, I've got uh, electrical background nice. though too. So yeah. I'm- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, what what are some of the things that you, you're focusing on for your podcast, like like trends or stuff that's going on? You know, like for Larry and I, it's always the owner. Like, you know, what are you missing that you can make a better life? But like, what are you guys focusing on? You know, like labor shortages or like, I mean, do you have things that you're sitting there like, we need to podcast on these topics? John, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I was just joking. Was just I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, John. Um, excuse me. Can we hit the mute button on this guy? I mean, this has gone on long enough. This has gone long you enough. don't have it, access. You want to catch his hand? I, I do. <laughs> oh, I got somebody at the door. I'll uh, be right back. Oh, John, it's your shot. Go. Now's the doorbell. Now's your chance. You got doorbell in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> at least actually i i sent him a door dash just to get him away from the podcast Jeez. i mean the guy's dragging us down um a great idea yeah. <laughs> uh i i i uh, uh focus recent well i did i do think kind of um obviously i work nine to five i'm still in the industry and um as of late the last couple of stops I've made have been um, startups or people transitioning into restoration. And so that's been a lot of fun, you know, helping people. So John, let me ask you, what companies transition to restoration? Is it carpet cleaners? Is it plumbers? Is it HVAC guys? One was a, a, a construction company that did um, oh, construction property. Company. 
okay. management. And then they had gotten a few. Okay, so a lot of people bash on Xactimate, but at the same time, a lot of contractors don't know how to price anything. And so a new contractor coming into even just construction, Xactimate is standardized pricing that's based on quantities. It's objective, whether it's accurate or not, you know, it is objective. So it's a great way to like test, you know, rather than just shooting from the hip. Cause uh, so with one particular company, they called because uh, the, the insurance company rejected their estimate. And so I said, get an email from them that says, if we write this in Xactimate, they will approve it. Cause I can almost guarantee you it's going to be 30% higher than what you bid. And so sure enough, it was almost double but it was legitimate line items. There was literally like no fluff. It was all legitimate line items based on the data they had. And then the adjuster's like, you know, what the hell? Why is it so much more expensive? It's like, no, we gave you, you know, uh, fair market pricing that we were comfortable with. You asked us to put it in this program. So you need to honor, you know, what's legitimate based on your own program. Um, and that's not so much that Xactimate can make you that much more money. It's just, I think it shows that a lot of contractors don't know how they to just price don't know it. how to bill and price. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And so, did you, did you get your DoorDash? I guess, yeah. <laughs> All good over here. Yep. <laughs> was it beard oil? <laughs> yeah, the whole case, right now. The whole case of it. Yeah, I had to sign for it. Beard oil. Yeah. Jared, Jared's been sweating that uh, that's going to be the next shortage, uh, you know, with uh, <laughs> supply and demand. Gotta get my beard oil. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so we've been, uh, I think, focusing more on topics relevant to either startups or people transitioning into insurance restoration. And then I've always had a soft spot for, um, you know, uh, restoration professionals that want to advance their career and just keep hitting the wall or don't really know where to start or how to present mm. themselves. And so mm. um, that's kind of been our focus. So, Jared, what about you? Trends? You know what kind of people that you want on the show? Yeah, it's kind of what I, kind of what I like to do. I Wait, I wasn't done. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were done. <laughs> um, no, I think for me, it, it goes back to just spotlighting people. I want to see, I want to see what, what makes people successful. I want to see what makes them happy in their job or in their work or in their personal life. I want to see, you know, and those are, those are the kind of questions that I want to ask. I want to see if, you know, how they're doing it. Are they, are they reading books? Are they watching videos? Are they, they have other education? Are they, you know, what's, do they have a mentor? Do they have a coach? What is it that, that helps them be and, and make them who they are? Uh, And I think, and I think by doing that, you know, I think that, with listening to somebody else, a lot of people can find some similarities like, oh, you know, I was going through that too. Maybe I should, you know, try what this person's doing. Um, so I try to get some information like that, but then also just spotlighting people. I think that, I think that too many times, you know, especially when, when you're just in the industry, you know, you're, you're put in a box, you know, you're, you're labeled, you're labeled, you're a water tech, you're labeled an owner, you're labeled a, a coach or a, a, you know, an instructor. And it's like, yeah, that's like, that's what, that's what we are. That's our jobs, but there's so much more to people, you know, and, and behind the scenes. And I mean, I can think of one specifically Rachel Adams, uh, where she's, I mean, she's incredible. She's, a, she's a scientist. She helped write the S 500. She's done so many studies and so many, you know, but when you, when you see her today, she's a national accounts rep at a Ramsco, 
but you know so a lot of people know her as that role and it's like no there's there's way more to rachel and she's done so much for this industry so one is you know kind of kind of letting people know you know kind of that backstory that people have and then also you know i just going back to rachel adams uh so many people came up or I had a lot of feedback from that episode where they're like, I, I didn't even know who Rachel Adams was. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. You know, and, and you're, they're in this industry. So I think it's important to kind of introduce people to other people who are, who are in the industry. Um, and then also spotlight those people and just kind of let others know, you know, how like anybody that's on my show is because I think they're, they're really, you know, they're good people. They're awesome people. And I just want to share, share that side of them with uh with the audience whoever will listen uh now we have done this now aside from that that's that's pretty much the focus uh of every episode that we've done but we have done a couple series where i did a i did one called the new guys so it was it was yeah. restoration contractors who have been in business less than three years and talking with them about kind of their what how how their business is how it's grown and that was actually a really interesting one for me because I talked to four people and they all had four different paths. They were all, they all did it a little bit differently. Um, but really, really cool stories too. And I, and I, one of the reasons I wanted to highlight those guys, because I know anybody in new business, you put in a bunch of work, you do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And I don't think you really get a lot of credit for it. I mean, I think we've all been there at some point where yeah, people don't, people don't realize how much work goes into it. So that was one of the things, you know, again, spotlighting somebody and going, yeah, this person started their own business, but we all know starting your own business isn't, oh, now I make a million dollars a year and go on vacation, you know? So I wanted to, wanted to let people know how much work and how much struggle and stress and, mm-hmm. and success though, you know, and reward from it. Um, that was one series we did. We just did another one called Young Guns where, again, I think it's, you know, you can always go to the top and find the best person and go interview them. I kind of wanted to go the other direction and go, I want a water tech who's been doing this two years or less and just killing it. And, and again, just highlight. That's really interesting because you get a different perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so we get, you know, get these guys on and two kind of two things with that one, again, just highlight somebody spotlight them for the good work that they're doing. Um, But then two, you know, and I I think it's on the outline, we're talking about like a, a labor shortage and how to get and find good people and how to retain them. Well, I'm talking to these guys and I'm like, why do you like working there? Why do you like the people? Why do you like the job? Why do you? And we basically was able to, you know, put together a uh, kind of a, um, I'll say an, an, like an outline, but you know, like here's, here's the person, this is, this is the person you're looking for, you know, when you're interviewing or, or how do you find these people? Um, so that was, that was cool. And then we followed it up with, uh, with Dr. Jessica, who basically went back through those those conversations I had and was like, these are why these guys are successful. This is why this company is successful. And she broke it down to, you know, based on culture and reviews and rewards and, and, uh, challenges. And it was, it was, I think that was a, a really, a really good series that we did, but most of the time it's just me trying to spotlight somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find though, sometimes when you do that, like I'm always worried that it's going to come off like an infomercial for that person. You know, like I, I don't like, we've had certain people come on that it just became like, I'm going to turn this into a commercial for me. Mm-hmm. And that gets me tense, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, 
I, so I, how, do you, how do you deal with that? <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that I've done is now when I'm doing my pre-interview with them, I usually fall asleep. Yeah, like, <laughs> no shit, we all know that. Um, in, in the pre-interview, which I, I find important to me, I tell them, "Look, this is not an infomercial for you or your business. Yeah. This is not what we're doing." Because yeah, we have a lot of people, like I'm sure you do, reach out and say, "I want to come on the show." Yeah. And now that we've been doing it a couple of years, you know, in the early days, it's like, yeah, sure. Come on. It's great. We need, right, somebody. Right. you know, now it's like, well, what are you, what are you going to add to my audience? How you are you bringing like, like what, you know, I'll give you an example. We had, you know, a, a referral from somebody who was trying to get a restoration company on our show. Right. Okay, fine. That's cool. And, so I agreed to meet with them because of the person who was the referral. So we had a Zoom call and they were just like, yeah, we really want to come on the show. And you could just tell, you could feel like, I just want advertising. I want marketing. I want yep. to be able to send this out. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, what, okay, well, what unique are you bringing to my audience? Because they don't need to hear yet another restoration company's life story. Like that's not yeah. interesting anymore. And, you know, and they just kind of sat dumbfounded and I, I mean, I was ready to pull the plug and be like, yeah, no, thanks. But then I was like, okay, well, what do you do best? You yeah, know, and then yeah. they told me. And then, you know, we kind of went back and forth and I'm like, well, you can come on and tell that story. That, yeah, that's yeah. valuable to, that's valuable to the community. Like for, you know, we've never had anybody on that's doing what it is that you're doing. But I think that's one of the things, John, that I've done is I've, I'm getting pickier and pickier about, yeah what the get who the guest is and what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Which is why I had to talk him into letting you guys come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you. I mean, Thank you, Larry. My pleasure. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the thing is too, is like, I've been, I listen to you know, some podcasts where I listen to a few podcasts where it's almost like the buddy podcast, right? Where, there's a podcast host, but then he keeps having you know industry friends on yeah. and they're doing kind of what we're doing today. Or <laughs> they're trying to set up the infomercial for their services, you know, by bringing in like uh, yes, people that are like, you've helped me so much. And it's, you yeah. know, I don't even, I know what you're saying. I don't even mean that. I'm just like, these podcasts are great because you've got guys that have personality and they're kind of friends mm -hmm. and like, it makes you want to listen, you know, which is the only reason I, invited you to yeah. <laughs> we knew we'd get some masks and some vulgar but you know i think i think it, i think we're gonna do more like we've been doing some of that too like we've been bringing on just friends like bruce deloach and bill yaden comes on does the book review you know with bruce we'll get bruce maybe somebody else and we'll just say okay we're gonna talk about this one topic this week Right. Yeah. And it's almost like a panel discussion because how much, you know, how many times can you hear, okay, we're going to have Al Levy on who's amazing. Right. But you know, it's like, we can only do like so many interview one-to-one -one interviews. And I think it, it, it gets boring for people. Like we got to keep mixing. That's the thing. I'm like, I got to keep mixing it up to get certain listeners to want to just keep staying. Yeah. His latest idea is the uh, we did a masculine episode. Now he wants to do a feminine episode, 
and we were going to turn this one into that, but I don't know if it was qualified. <laughs> no, that, well, that's really, well, no, there's an interesting story. Yeah, I'm going to kill you later. Um, <laughs> I let the cat out of the bag. I'll edit Sorry, that man. out, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I called Bruce Deloach one night. I was in a parking lot, and I was like, hey, Bruce, you know, I have this crazy idea. I want to talk about masculinity in the trades. I said, I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting, you know, stagnant because we see it feels like Larry and I are doing the same show over and over, you know, with a different guest. I, I, I felt that killing me. <laughs> so and Bruce was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come on and talk about masculinity in the trades. So and I said to Bruce, I'm like, I think I'm going to lose my whole audience. They're going to be like, <laughs> what in the world is Eric doing? You know, like, what is wrong with these guys? And I was really apprehensive to do it because it was like going into, to, you know, huggy feely territory, right? You know? Oh, I see. Like, it's our number one listen podcast. Yeah. Hmm. Nobody else, no other episode has more downloads than that. The masculinity one. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I don't even, so, I mean, I guess it shows you sometimes you, you just got to do what you think is interesting and hope that people resonate with it. Well, what made you think to uh, to address that topic, or and, and how did you? Oh my you... gosh, because that's what we deal with all the time. How many, yeah, we, we yeah. deal with it all the time. Like you know, how many the times have testosterone going through their vote? They're throwing yeah. wrenches at guys, and I mean yeah. it's better now, but that's the tradition that uh, every plumber's getting a wrench thrown at him, an HVAC guy gets thrown out of a window, and carpet cleaner <laughs> gets sucked up through the machine. I mean, you know, it gets a little aggressive. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You so sucked up our, one of our guys in the machine? Yeah, I didn't ever told you that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a small guy. <laughs> no call, no show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, John. I mean, I don't really know. I just like, I mean, like you, I'm eclectic in what I like to listen to or read or talk about. And I don't know. I just found it interesting because I think one of the things we talk about labor shortages, and we, we were on Josh Zolan's lewis the new white podcast and we were talking about how like millennials and generation z they're not down with like getting the pipe wrench thrown at them or getting yeah. called a moron or you know whatever that's all you know historically masculine hyper masculine behavior yeah and it's hurting our ability not good marketing for the trades it's not good marketing for the trades yeah thank you yeah yeah and so i was like well let's address that you know, so I think we're going to do more topic stuff too. We addressed that uh, in the opening <laughs> chapters of the intentional culture uh, about pitch, getting pitch yelled, away, John. Pitch away. Getting yelled at, you know, uh, I'd share a story about my uncle saying, Why don't I have any screws in my hand? And, uh, but that was a pivotal moment. And uh, it's got to be tied, you know, obviously we have explosions or whatever, but uh, it's got to be tied to. You know, moving the vision and the values forward, not just because you're a, an asshole, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. These owners, and we were, I was that guy as well in the beginning. And then we got good coaching and I came around and then I had to teach Eric how not to throw wrenches at people as well. Oh, and he became very good at it. And I ducked well when he would lose his temper. That is not true. It was the other Lots. way around. Well, that, well, Eric, you said uh, one of the ways you dealt with that, right, is taking long bike rides, right? Long and bike rides. Blow some steam off. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's just, 
I think a lot of guys have companies that they don't really love to own mm. because they have behaviors that don't yield the results that they really desire, but they don't know how to. I mean, that's the crux of the crux of our whole show is fixing the owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the the other thing we come across a lot too is, um, uh, so I think we talked about it <laughs> in the end of uh, culture being digital uh, uh, with the alignment of your norms and expectations. So owners have high expectations, but they don't put the work in to create high performing norms, right? To where and that is the, the basis of what your culture is. Your culture is whatever you do, not necessarily what you aspire to. And so and I think the biggest thing is a lot of leaders don't know how to do the leadership download, which ties into the morning tech meeting, right? You're, you're relaying some of those things that we all take for granted that are, are things that uh, yeah, really you expect help you the text to, to know. Yeah, that you, yeah, it's not, we, we say, well, this should be common sense, right? And it's not common sense because you haven't shared that with them. You know? Well, and I think a, a key issue surrounding that is that owners, us as owners, we hold team members to, an, to, to expectations that are totally unreachable. And yet we are very quick to give ourselves hall passes when we mess up. Boom. Yeah. It, Nothing kills culture faster. If, if, if you get nothing else out of this episode, rewind the tape that again. I remember I had a conversation with a contractor and it was like, dude, you're holding your team to a higher standard than you hold yourself to, you know? So like, what do you expect? It's just, I think we all not get, to get the results. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I know in the, the know, podcast I that it. I, the podcast that I had with, uh, with Dr. Jessica, one of the, Hello. one of the things that she, <laughs> one of the things that she talked about podcast! were, <laughs> John. Okay, Doctor Doctor Jessica. She said, um, "No, no, good." Were, <laughs> what were we saying about masculinity? No respect here. No respect. Oh, oh no, Jared's talking about something again. Okay, yeah. I wait. Okay. Um, no, the way that she described culture was the employee experience. And she said, you know, we spend so much time uh, in our businesses talking about our customer experience and putting those processes and procedures in place, but how many have really put all the processes and procedures in place for our employee experience? And then talking about, you know, holding to a higher standard than yourself, you know, the second, the second thing is trust. And by putting those processes and procedures in for an employee experience, you're building trust with your, with your guys uh, or girls, you know, your, your team members. Uh, mm-hmm. And she said, those are, you know, those are the, you want to define culture as the employee experience. You know, so many people want to think, and I used to think it too, like culture's the, culture's the, the, maybe the, the, the barbecue or the picnic that we're going to have, or we're, yeah. and she yeah, said, you yeah. know, all of those, all those like team building exercises, but if you don't have a base to build on, your team just comes together and it just turns into a complaint session about the leadership and you're really, yeah. you're, you're going backwards. So until you get that, that employee experience, and it's, I keep saying it cause it really made sense to me when I heard it explained that way. Uh, until you have that yeah. figured out, you know, that's, you can't build, you can't build a team until your team can trust you and mm-hmm. they, and they have those processes, procedures in place. Yeah, I listened to that podcast. It was good. Go ahead. I'm sorry, John. So, 
anyway, what you're saying, you have to market your team just as much as you market your clients is what she yep. was saying as well. Yep. And I was like, yeah, that is so cool. Yep. And it was a really good episode. So well, go that's ahead, what, I'm sorry. You had to get off the phone real quick. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You guys brought that up when we talked. I don't remember if it was on your podcast or, or mine, but exactly that, you know, um, and that's uh, Mark. I think you said that, Larry, marketing to your team in the same manner that you market to your clients, because if those aren't in alignment, then, you know, what you're out selling isn't what's being produced. The values aren't the same. You know, it, well, it, it won't happen by accident. You have to be intentional with it. No, intentional. Good word. Imagine that. You know, what Jarrett was talking about with having the barbecue or the little, you know, get together, whatever, once in a blue moon, those ring so hollow when you're not living it every day at the shop. You know, they're just sitting there going, these bullshit guys are doing another barbecue trying to make us happy. Like, that's not what makes you happy, you know. You know, we did, you know, obviously we had a daily meeting, you know, and, and that's when we loved on our guys Yeah. Da- daily, every day, you know. Yeah. So when we did have a barbecue, they knew it was because we wanted to. It's real. <laughs> because yeah. Hanging out. Some, yeah. You know. Hanging out with them, breaking <laughs> bread with them. You got a cough button, you know. There you go. Well, good job. <laughs> and those symbols coming off of your hand are quite entertaining. <laughs> uh, Help me out, Don. Uh, Hit him with your little hands. You want to catch these hands? <laughs> Dude, those are the creepiest things ever. <laughs> That's how he's moving them around. My daughter, I should have grabbed them. My daughter has these ones that go on your fingers, so you can have like five hands on, you know. And- yeah. <laughs> podcast anyway let's, let's, let's segue into I, I would like to talk about the experience trade show real quick um you know we've got a lot going on i know john you're not going to be there which super bums me out because that would have been awesome oh to john's have all not of us going there. yes yeah you can come now <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, a lot of the people that listen to our three podcasts, you know, will will be there. And Jarrett, uh, why don't you talk real quick about some of the things that you're doing at the experience, and then you know, Larry and I can kind of piggyback off that. Okay, yeah. So we started uh, at the at the last experience in the spring in Charleston. Uh, I talked with Larry Cooper, brought up an idea to him to have a podcast booth. Uh, actually just set set up a booth, run podcasts out of it during the show, and we were interviewing other vendors that were that were in the show, bringing them into the booth and and interviewing them during the show. Uh, kind of ran that idea past him and and he was open to try it because I, I hadn't seen you know no one's done that yet before. So uh, we tried it and I mean I can I, I can't believe the the positive feedback we got from everyone from the people attending the show thought it was cool the people that we interviewed thought it was cool uh, there was a there was a lot of a lot of talk about it and a lot of hype and then and then after the show we were able to put those conversations out uh, into a podcast for other people to listen to and you know got good feedback from there too uh, so all around went went really well after the show i talked to larry and and he's yes let's do it again we're going to do it again at the at vegas and bring the podcast booth back so we have that and then um i guess you know next so i'm gonna i'm gonna do the same thing as far as uh we're gonna have the booth there we're gonna do some vendor interviews just like we did last time a little 15 to 20 minute 
interviews with those guys, uh, but then also you know, open the booth up to sharing it with you. Now, I don't know what you guys have, have planned. So I guess, you know, you're, you're up next, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to do the, oh, the podcast booth again and it's gonna be fun. We're thinking of, of doing, we don't have an actual name, but you know, we've, Howard Partridge calls it waste tank and we were calling it the shit show. We want to get guys in to talk about the craziest stories they've ever had from the field. Like, just, nice. like, you know, cause the best part of hanging out with guys who work in the trades is the stories because they've seen and done everything. So we're going to do something where we're trying to get technicians. We're trying to get owners. We're trying to get vendors. It doesn't matter. Like we want to get them to come up. in and tell that. Yeah. I can't make that story where everybody goes, man, you can't make that up. Right. <laughs> so um, we're going to do something like that. And then we're, are you, and we're, are we, we're sharing the booth for that. Is that the plan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, so. I guess we'll have to talk about it. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, that, that was, that was what I was planning on. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah. And then uh, we're also doing a couple of – Larry and I are – I'm speaking on Thursday, and Larry, Bruce, and I are speaking on Wednesday. And then Larry, Bruce, and I at the Flood House are doing an interactive, like, soft skills training where – the from where you pull the van up on a new loss and walking a technician through how to go to the front door, how to greet the client, how to go do an inspection, how to wow them and make them feel comfortable. And then how to get them at the kitchen table and get that work authorization signed Mm -hmm. and and get paid because so many restoration companies, you know, they don't have that. Maybe they don't have enough guys to have dedicated estimators or, you know, first responders or, you know, the salespeople basically. Right. Like I used to love when I'd get a call out and anybody that knows me knows I'm super competitive and I'd show up and there'd be like a green van, a yellow van and a, <laughs> another van. And we're all getting called in on the same loss. And, you know, I, I'd look and I'd see three technicians in front of each of those vans. And I used to literally yell across the yard, you guys can go home. <laughs> this one's mine. And because I knew that they didn't have the training to wow that client like I was going to, because we had put so much work into the theater of selling a loss. Yeah. And, you know, they used to like flip me off and <laughs> the whole thing. But, you know, Larry and I were selling them all. And you ha- you could lose so much money by not training your technicians to sell a loss. Oh, like, sure. That is a huge issue. So I don't know what Barry Costa and Bruce are talking about frequency. We, we, we may even be doing it once a day. Okay. I'm not sure. I know I talked so, with, uh, um, it, to kind of go on that. I know I talked with Alex and, uh, I'm going to be doing some, something with power distribution in the flood house. We're going to have a box set up and, uh, I'm going to have some time. I don't, I don't know when or what day or how long, but I know that that's in the that's on the the plan somewhere for yeah. me to talk about power distribution yeah, you, and I, you, you and i should get together before the show and discuss what i, I think we have some free reign so we should figure that out, <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> we're gonna have larry on the show soon so we can yeah larry's coming on the on show maybe i can yeah. ask him larry get it figured out totally help us get organized yeah yeah so yeah. for anybody that's listening that's uh september eight nine and ten at the paris the Paris? Yep, Paris. Yeah. Paris and Las Vegas. And then I just yeah, talked to Larry. Show. He said this is the 
I think the biggest show they've had so far. More more booth spaces, and he said a lot of new vendors are going to be there this year. So that's that's exciting. Great. Cool. I think the front right. house is well, getting we can go on for Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and then the cage. All right, well, we're, we're pushing an hour 20, so let, let's go around a horn and tell everybody, like, what what's coming up on the on your podcast in the future. Like, is there anything, like, special events or special guests or anything that you want to talk about? We're going to have the feminine episode, and we're going to invite Eric's wife. And I'm going to get my girlfriend and Eric's daughters and my daughters, and we're going to talk about the trades. It's going to be quite exciting. I, you should reach out to uh, to uh, Katie Smith, who uh, just won the Women in Restoration uh, and is the incoming president well, there you go. for Restoration Industry Association. Oh, she's so. great. Yeah. And Michelle, Michelle does a lot for the industry too, right? Michelle Blevins. There mm-hmm. you go. Matt, you know, on that topic, I got to say, especially to owners and other technicians, we've had girls on our team that have blown the boys out of the water, you know, as far as like their work ethic, you know, getting after it. So, um, you know, it it, it behooves, I'm sure you guys experienced that in your restoration company, but um, there's a lot of kick-ass women in the trades that not just are great as women, but just great all around and, and perform yeah. on every metric so yeah 100 so john Joe, what's coming up in the future um uh pending a um you know fcc violation um we will continue the show uh in its current format um but uh yeah the the, the uh, we, we were hoping for more <laughs> more violation <laughs> yeah, better violations are better please the deal, Joe um, So we're working on a series called the Exactimate Sessions, everybody's favorite topic. And uh, so we're going through various, you know, guests and, you know, blah, 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 talking about. So that be like, a, a, are you doing that still as like a once a week deal? And there'll be like 12 yep. weeks of that. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm going to interject. I'm reaching out to a couple people working on some episodes that'll kind of break it up. So it's not all Exactimate all the time, but. Yeah. Garrett, what about you? Uh, I don't know that I, I don't really have anything special. We just came off of that Young Gun series. That was that was one that I did put a lot of time into, and uh, actually trying to create real content instead of just having a conversation and recording it. So we did just come off of that. Uh, really coming up. Uh, if you've listened to my podcast, you know you know I'm a big hunter. I love I love hunting. Uh, so we're getting into September. We're getting into October. Uh, I'll have a couple guests on. I know Gary Blakeney is planning on coming on, which he's a restoration contractor just outside Cleveland, but uh, big hunter. And then also, um, I'll draw a blanket his name right now. But uh, anyway, another another guy that does some guiding services uh, outside of his restoration company. So uh, we'll we'll get him on too and try to kind of talk about that's one of my passions so we have outside of just restoration conversations we'll i know we'll have that coming yeah. up and just because it's september october it's hunting season uh, other than that uh, cool. we're gonna we're gonna keep getting some instructors and some vendors and some manufacturers and distributors and sales reps and restoration companies you know still got a list and and got a lot of a lot of good conversations that'll be that'll be coming up that's awesome yeah for, for anybody listening that hasn't checked out both of your podcasts you, you need to they're they're the good ones <laughs> i appreciate that yeah so, 
Yeah, no, I re- I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You got like we we know what it takes to do this and and to be you know good at it. And you guys are doing the work, even though John's waiting. John can do it with little, little hands. hands. <laughs> little hands. He's quite talented. High five, All guys. Right. Touch, touch the screen. High five. High five. <laughs> I need a littler hand. Well, I was going to say, Larry, it, it looked like your hand was smaller than mine. Mm. <laughs> it's going sideways all of a sudden. Larry, why you wrap it? Now, Larry, now it's going sideways. We're talking about Larry's hands. and that's Larry, that's Larry, land this plane. <laughs> I'll take it sideways. Well, I know I anyway. appreciate uh, I appreciate both of you guys too, and I like like you were just saying all the work that goes into it. There's a lot of stuff that I think people don't realize that goes into a podcast, especially trying to put them out as frequently as we both do, or all three of us do, and uh, consistently. Yeah, so you know that's I I know that, so I, I respect you guys and the and the content that you guys are putting out, and I know it's helping people, and and uh, but I do recognize you know that work that you guys are putting in, and and enjoy listening to to the Diojo and enjoy listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast whenever I get the chance. So keep it up, guys. Thanks, awesome, man. appreciate it. Yeah, we all will. All right, Larry, take us out. All right, I'm going to put both contact information or all contact information for. Mr. John and Mr. Jarrett in the uh, show notes. So check their podcasts out, our podcasts out, any feedback, email it into us. And we are out. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. Cool. I'll send you guys the the raw file. A long Uh, podcast. I don't know about you guys. How many pisses did you take under the thing? So the thing that Larry didn't talk about is weakness. Whenever you see the video of Larry like just staring, that means he's taking a piss under the desk. (laughs) Is that piss? Wow, that's awesome! How many times you got to take a leak in the middle of a podcast? Never once. I'm just happy I'm still recording. Then. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. He's got too much. Way too much. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That was fun. We should do this, you know, every. Yeah, we can do this. Anytime you guys want. I always have a blast with all of you. It's fun. These are always fun.